summer's not here long, so seize the sizzle with Walmart. Find all your faves such as Oscar Mayer hot dogs, Kraft singles, and Heinz ketchup. This time of year is all about living easy and sizzling good food. Whether you're cooking for two or for a houseful, grilling outside makes mealtime simple, delicious, and fun. When the coals are hot, be grill ready with all the best ingredients from Walmart. Hats Off is an edutainment podcast that is in no way a substitute for clinical assessment, diagnosis, and treatment. The views expressed on this podcast are solely the opinions of the host and their guest. Mental health is defined as a person's condition with regard to their psychological and emotional well-being. But sometimes we have to get real. And that's when we say, hats off. Hello, hello, hello. What's poppin'? Hi, guys. Hatheads. We are here <clears> for <throat> another episode of Hats Off Podcast, where we give you, <laughs> well, no, we're going to, but 2018, we're going to get it. It's oh. going to be a, a tagline that we have um, for the beginning of the show, because we already got B-U-B True. But yeah, so checking in. How are you, Earl? I am good and damn tired. <laughs> good and tired. My throat hurts. Yes, we had um, some very <laughs> busy weekends. Yes, lot. Um, but they were good things. Um, Earl got to spend time with friends and yes, celebrate Carter. a birthday. Happy birthday! But well, not my birthday, y'all. But no. celebrated <laughs> my best friend's birthday. But Earl is tired. Yes. So, yeah. Just rolled in from a four-hour drive. Yes, but that's how we do because we love y'all, so we showing up. Okay. And Carter and I ran the streets and did all the things. We went to Seafood Connection on Saturday. How was that? It was yummy. They did um, shit me on one of my crablet clusters. Yeah. I had one less crablet cluster than I paid for, so I'm a little sad about that. But it was super yummy, good stuff. Um, can't complain. I'll go back. <laughs> um, I will make sure I check my whole meal the next time. But shout out to Seafood Connection. If y'all don't know about Seafood Connection, that's going to be one of our um, tipping of our hats. They are a black-owned um, business in Charlotte, and they sell seafood, basically. And they started off, like, not like a pop-up, but, like... It was definitely scary. It was kind of like a... Yeah, you had to, like, just show up when they were available. But now <laughs> they have a full restaurant. And it was like the line was out the door. Like, oh, we did takeout, and oh, it was they still... Deliver. They deliver? They, on their website, it's, like, delivery option pending. So, not yet. Oh, so that's in the works. Yeah, so it's in the works, though. But, yeah, takeout was, like, a smooth, like, 30-minute wait. And there was a line out the door to sit down and eat. So, That's but it was crazy. good. I was in here, cut like I had to take a shower. I was covered because you know, like you're trying to. I don't have like the crackers for my lobster yeah. and my um and my crab legs. So I was out here trying to like rig it, and I was covered in butter. <laughs> like just like it was a situation. It was terrible, but um, it was really yummy. Um, 
<laughs> and then Carter got to do this really fun thing today where he went to a Jack and Jill event. Um, I've heard of Jack and Jill, but I've never like participated in it. I don't really know what, what it was. It's an organization for like black mothers oh. um, for children two to nineteen. Um, and they did today they had like a mock um they were teaching them about like the legislative board and how you get bills turned into laws and all of that. Mm-hmm. Um and they did a little bit of judicial stuff. So Carter was the big bad wolf and he had to go on trial. Um, and he he got off on a mistrial because he was like, look, I got allergies. I did not huff and puff. I sneezed because I was sick. I had to take my Zyrtec this morning. Oh, my word. And so that's how I blew the house down. Then he was like, and I left a check at the third house for the other two. Really? <laughs> Like, he said I left a check. He said I left a check. Like I, I gave them the money back for their I'm for their stick and straw houses. So done. Get off my back. So, <laughs> um, <laughs> so I guess that worked. He got a mistrial. So technically, the big bad wolf got off. So okay. that was cool. And they got to meet elected officials, which is always awesome. But yeah, so that was really cool. Um, I think we can also both agree on a hats off to uh, Bay, the Beyonce, um, the Baychella. Oh, um, Beachella? Is it Beachella yeah, or like, Beachella? It's Beachella. It's Beyonce. I feel no, like it's Beyonce. No, it's B. No, I'm not, I know it's Beyonce. No, but it's, it's but I'm Beachella. Saying, oh, but I, it's not Bay. Well, I'm, because I'm calling her Beyonce. No, it's she your Bay, Bay. But it's called Beachella. Oh, I want to call B. it. I get it. That's, no, that's what when you said shout out to Bay. I was like, who the hell is Bay? Because <laughs> she was killing it. Wow, yes. I'm sorry. Back in the I day, like, you would have got this thing that we did in school called a neck. What is that? A neck is like if you say some shit that don't make no sense. Yeah. Or it's just like, no. You go out, it's like, or you like snatch no. their neck. You like a burn. Do not you like, snatch neck. my neck. You like, give me that neck. <laughs> don't snatch my neck. Oh, God. That was a neck. That, that was, was like, a neck. Bang. Sorry. I, I was calling her Beyonce. But I was calling it Baychella because I was calling her Beyonce. As long as you don't say that, no. No, no, no. I've been saying Beachella, but <laughs> I've definitely, like, she was Bay in that moment because no, I was super proud of her. She cut up. Um, and I don't know if y'all have seen it. If y'all haven't seen it, like, y'all need a neck, too. I need to ask to go finish But um, it was amazing, and she was the first black woman to ever headline Coachella. Ain't that about a bitch? Like, just the fact that she said that. Like, you could just, she just was so black. Just so blackity, blackity, black, and unapologetically black, and I just loved every single bit of it. So, well done, Beyonce, um, and I can't wait to see you in August mm-hmm. for the On the Run tour. I mean, I guess your husband will be there as well, but I can't wait to see you. So, um, all right, Earl, who do you have for your um, tip of the hat? I'm actually tipping my hat to some Fred. His name is Joe, but he just released his EP called Lionhearted, but his artistry nice. name is Jay Swift, so that's nice. J-S-W-I-F-F. Nice. But it's, he just released a five-track EP. It's really good. Uh, he's been working on this like a year, so it's really dope to see it actually come to fruition, and it's really, really good. So it's on Apple iTunes. I'll be plugging that down below. Check him out. Awesome. Um, And then I have one more... <laughs> um. 
hats off. I'm a tip of the hat to City Startup Labs. It's a um, company in Charlotte that helps people do startups. But what I really like about it is they have this new um, <clears throat> entrepreneurial training and support for our re-entry population. So they have this new program specific to um, people re-entering the workforce after being incarcerated. Mm-hmm. And I think that that is amazing and awesome because, as you know, it's really hard for people um, who have been incarcerated to get, like, a regular daily job, um, which makes no sense because then they want people to become, like, you know, productive citizens, but then they won't give them the ability to do any of the things mm-hmm. that would help them be productive. Um, and so really kind of the only way to get out of that recidivism trap is to become an entrepreneur um, if you can't find a job that's willing to, you know, look past your past, which everyone should do because, Lord, if we weren't looking past people's past, mm-hmm. where would the rest of us be? But anyway, um, so they have started this program, which I think is awesome, to teach entrepreneurship to um, people who are reentering the population from incarceration. Um, so we'll have their information at the bottom, but it's City Startup Labs is their IG. So check them out. All right. So for our pop the top segment or pop your top segment, I don't know. Somebody's top has popped. I don't know. <laughs> um we're talking about this a seat at the table. Like I think um after Beachella, <laughs> um, it was just a really interesting like, you know, how we show up at the table and how we why is having a seat at the table important? And then I have a bit of a like devil devil's advocate at the end around do we even need seats at the table? But we'll get there. So um, when you think about seats at the table, Earl, like, what does that mean for you? Mm, I mean, the definition, urban-wise, is just being able to compete with white people, but mm. I don't give a damn about no table. <laughs> <laughs> you don't care about the table? Yeah, Why not? Because <laughs> I'm doing what I want to do for me. Mm-hmm. So do you feel like it's important for us to fight for seats at the table or? Um, I mean, I think it's important, but if you build your whole career off that, mm. I don't think you're going to be happy. Mm. If you just build your whole career, like I'm competing against John, Jack and Jill over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Fuck them. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> I mean, I think for like, I think system, it's get half the jobs. Career-wise, yes, but mm-hmm. I don't feel like you... I think people get so caught up in a competition of I need to be better than the next person that they ain't never happy. So, I mean, get that job and go do what you want to do. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I think when I think of, like, seats at the table, where it's important, I think about the systemic pieces of it. And not even necessarily with race. Like, there's, like, a lot of evidence to show that the more women in certain industries, the less likely that you're going to have, like, the sexual harassment and those types of things. Because there's more women holding you accountable, right? Mm. Like, if there were more women in Harvey Weinstein's position, all of those women wouldn't have had to deal with Harvey Weinstein because they would have had some other options. They could have been like, actually, no, I don't want to deal with him. I don't want to go to his hotel room for a meeting. I'm going to go see Lucy instead. You know what I mean? Um, So I think in regards to how systems are run, more having more inclusive tables is important. But I do also agree with Earl on like, sometimes I'm like, what are we fighting for? Like, I don't know, like a seat at the American table is just, 
it just comes with so many things. Like, especially if you're a person of color, it's just like, uh, like what? Like, so I get my seat at the table, right? And then I'm sitting at the table and I'm dealing with all these microaggressions and doubt and, you know what I'm saying? Like, like negativity. Like, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes you get your seat at the table and then what? Like, the battle is not won just because you have a seat at the table. So that part, I'm like, are we fighting too hard for something that, yeah. What are your thoughts? Hmm. <laughs> I don't, my life is heavy. That's all, <laughs> that's all I keep thinking is like, if you're doing what you want to do, fuck it, just who cares? I don't even have to complain. F your table, F your table. I'm happy. My goals are getting accomplished. My dreams are being acquired. But can your dreams and goals always get acquired without try- having to be at some tables? Like, there are some well, tables I mean, you have to be I at to mind. be who My you want to be. My thing is, I'm not going to always complain about being at the table. That's how gotcha. I look at it. If you go about looking for, like, a, yeah, it's we're going we gonna to experience stuff. And life is not easy mm-hmm. at all. But you got to live it to the best you're going to be. So sometimes you're going to have to just like, let me prove it to you. I am mm. about to step over you. I'm going to step over you. Mm. I'm about to step over everybody at this table. Then I'm going to build my own table over here after right. I over, already take over this table. Mm-hmm. It's just like... So you feel like there are people who are constantly like... I think people get at the table and then they let the table end up being on their back. Mm. They end up being at the table. That's how I feel. Interesting. So they end up being They the end table. up being at the table. Interesting. Because they try to appease or they just get so buckled and buried under the... The struggle of having to compete mm-hmm. and like it is draining. I mean, it, it can be very traumatic. Mm-hmm. But I think it's all about resiliency. I think some people's resiliency just gets flopped over, mm-hmm. and then like I said, they become like the table, mm-hmm. and everybody's on their back. Gotcha. Even gotcha. On back. Right. Right. Like they provide like you're doing all this work, mm-hmm. and it's like, but you, because I, I think when people feel like they get. To, Comfortable at the table. Mm-hmm. They don't feel like they can have a voice at the table. Right. So you can have a seat. I really want to do you have a voice at the table. Because gotcha. I can sit here all day. Mm-hmm. And y'all, everybody at the table having a conversation mm-hmm. and doing all the things. And I'm just sitting here like nodding my head. Yeah. But I'm never expressing myself. And I think people, mm-hmm. once they get like in that room of like, oh, I'm with the big boys. Now I've got I can't to the table. Like, them. what am I doing at right. the table? Yeah. So if you were just at the table, that's like a vote. You don't really have a vote because you're not saying nothing. Mm-hmm. You're not expressing your concerns. So... Bump a seat at the table, have a voice at the table, and be like, that's not going to work. This is how I feel. Mm, you know, right. and then bring other people to the table yeah. so it can be a conversation. I don't think, part. I think people, like I said, when they get to that little spot at the table, they just, they, they, forget. they get quiet. Exactly. Or they get nervous of like, oh, if I say too much, am I going to get kicked away from the table? Yes. But it's like, you there. You there now. Exactly. Now take over. Start right. the next conversation. So, right. that's why I was yeah. We need voices at the we table. Need voices we need at voices the table. at the table. It's not enough to have a seat. No, because you, you can be doing We can keep adding seats all day, but if right. we only got one person leading this table, what's the point? Exactly. Yeah, because we're still doing what Bill wants. So yeah. <laughs> Oh yeah, you even got Tyrone leading the table, but Tyrone might be blocked by his own mm. personal goals and he not letting nobody else mm-hmm. speak either. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. So that's a good point. It's asking yourself, like, why do you want this seat at the table? Like, mm-hmm. do you want this seat at the table because you want more money? Do you want this seat at the table because you want, you know what I'm saying, the accolades for having that seat at the table? I think sometimes people want that seat at the table to be the only Which so-and-so is- at the table. Yeah. And it's like, I don't If I don't you want, want it, like. you got it. Right, right. <laughs> so sometimes they're not trying to help other people yeah. have a seat because they're like, well, I'm the only, you know, there can only be one. Because are you really like, my thing is if you making a difference i mean i'll speak for only our career mm-hmm. so if this is a bunch of therapists at the table but only one person is throwing out ideas or saying well this is how we're going to do it this mm-hmm. is the modality we're going to use this is the intervention we're going to use and everybody don't agree but nobody's saying anything right not only is this person right here going to end up getting it thrown in their face at some point because somebody's mm-hmm. going to come mm-hmm. the client is going to get um a disadvantage yeah. you're going to be disadvantaged and you really it's unethical because you're not doing your due diligence exactly. to make sure your peer is up to par and you. Mm-hmm. So it's like it's a lose-lose for everybody. Mm-hmm. So again, you got to speak up. Yeah. We need yeah. voices. Period. <laughs> I've been saying that all weekend. Really? I mean, I mean period. <laughs> at the end of your statement. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. So what do you think is necessary? Like, what do you need within you to get to the table and then start shaking the table? Um, You got to have goals. Mm. That's number one. Because you got to know what kind of table you want to get at. Yeah. Um, I think you need to know goals, but also the requirements. Mm-hmm. So does this table require you to have a certain level of education or mm. certifications mm-hmm. or skills or experience? And then also, what does that table look like? Yes. Is this a field where it's mostly men and you're a woman? Or is this a field where it's mostly women and you're the only male? Because mm-hmm. that's my case. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, so it's like... You got to kind of figure out the demographics of this type of table, mm-hmm. the level it takes to get to that table. Then I think you also need to have a mentor that's mm-hmm. been at one of those tables who can guide you. Because, yeah, you can get to that table on your own, but it might be easier if you know somebody because it's always better to have a connection. Right. Even if y'all ain't at the same table in the same field, yes. they can guide you like, ooh, maybe not, or ooh, try this. Mm-hmm. And you need also just a support system to be like, hey, guess what? You can get at that table. Yes. Because I think yes. another thing is, is you can always want to get at a table, but if you don't believe you're going to get at the table... I feel like you don't mm-hmm. deserve it. Because if you don't believe in yourself, gotcha. why would you even get gotcha. there? Gotcha. Because yeah. if you don't believe in yourself, I'm there. So I ain't going to be like, oh, oh, you don't? Okay. I guess mm-hmm. I don't believe in you either. Mm-hmm. That's how I look at mm-hmm. stuff. You got to be your number one cheerleader right. first. Right. And I think that's the important thing around, you know, going back to mental health, which is the whole reason we started this podcast, mm-hmm. is like in the areas where I'm stuck or broken or not well, like I'm not able to advocate for myself in those mm-hmm. areas. You know what I mean? So if I'm lacking confidence or I'm still dealing with trauma or I'm like struggling whatever way like i'm not gonna do the things necessary to get me where i need to be right and i feel like black people like we are able to do it a little bit just because we know how to struggle so well like our struggle just like we look good in struggle like we just really do but exactly (laughs) but we you know when we get like you said when we get to the table the struggles come to the table with us and so we're either either like overly angry overly aggressive or we are afraid to speak our ideas Mm. or fight for what we believe in or like there's that same stuff that was burdening you before you got to the table is sitting right beside you like pulled up a chair like let's go sis and so I think it's really important that you are constantly working towards good mental health right because you're like the like no one else at the table is going to take care of you in that way like it's your responsibility Mm -hmm. to take care of yourself in that way and if your intentions are to do this this and this 
then you need to ask yourself, how is me not taking care of my mental health going to hinder my ability to do this? this, this?" I think we make great goals and have great intentions, but never look at like what could stop you from doing that. Like that's something I do with um, clients all the time when we're setting goals. Like they'll give me their goals. I want to work on this. I want to work on that. And I was like, all right, what do you know about you that would hinder you from getting to this goal? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like people love to say like, I want to, you know, get back out there in relationships or I want to um, change my, you know, my financial situation. I want to stand up to my mom, but it's like, you know, what about you would make that hard? Like, and be realistic. Yeah. Like I know you want to get back out there, but if you're somebody who is an introvert and likes to be in the house Mm. and don't like people, then like, we got to talk about that first before (laughs) we can be like, because if not, it's kind of a way of like, beating yourself up because then you're like well I haven't achieved any of my goals and mm-hmm. I suck and I'm terrible and it's like but we're, like, is your goal realistic does your goal first need to be I need to learn how to manage being an introvert and right. yet needing to connect with people that's your first goal period not being married like that's not your first goal your first goal is learning how to manage being an introvert and yet being able to connect with people mm-hmm. you know what I mean like start there so yeah, so, like, whatever your goals are, being really, really clear about, like, what about you hinders your ability to meet your goals. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. So, like, and I think sometimes, because when you get to the table, which is, again, my reasoning for being, like, do we always need a seat at the table? Like, the bullshit is going to abound when you get to the table. And so, if you think getting to the table is the end game, and you set all these, like... <laughs> goals of like well once i get to the table i'm gonna be happy or i'm gonna mm. be good you're gonna be sadly mistaken and pretty like mad because getting to the table is just the beginning now you got to do something different there mm. and you got to deal with all the folk who super mad you at the table so how do you deal with that earl like what advice would you give around so you got to the table but folks is mad they big mad that you at the table they can't stop your check. <laughs> my thing is, if you're not messing with my finances, mm-hmm. I'm going to say what I want. I'm going to say it in the correct way, but you mm-hmm. can just welcome. Say what you need to mm-hmm. say. You can hurt feelings. That's what... Mm-hmm. I ain't going to say feelings be to be hurt, but mm-hmm. that's what they're there for, and yes. you can heal. they can mm-hmm. heal from that. Yes. Say what you need to say. Express your ideas, because clearly someone sought fit to bring you to that table right. to invite you, so don't let them down and don't let yourself down. Mm-hmm. Get to that table... Say what you need to say. You clearly are brilliant. You're there. Mm-hmm. Put that idea out there. And guess what? My favorite thing is that person that's the loudest one that's about the, that's down to your ideas. Mm-hmm. My favorite thing is to see their face once you have completed. Because lo and behold, mm-hmm. the first thing they're gonna probably they're gonna be the first one to congratulate you, right? Or to try to be the first person to try to, uh, what is it called? Jesus, um, bandwagon. Jump on yep. your wagon. Yeah. So. I think it is a challenge, if mm. anything, because more than likely that person that has the biggest problem probably hasn't brought any ideas to the right. table, or their ideas have been shot down because right. it's part and they're super like insecure. So show them what's up. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think it's okay. Sometimes I think it's okay just to call a thing a thing, like Iyanla says, and just being like, you know, Janet, it seems <laughs> like you're a little frustrated, and I'm unsure why. Yeah, like just throw it out there. You know, I'm sensing frustration from and that's and, even I, more and I feel like we really need to start using against them what they use on us and being like, oh. I feel like you're attacking me, Janet. Okay. Jill, why are you talking to me in that tone of voice? I feel threatened and unsafe. Like, you know what I mean? Like, 
you be like, you know, I'm just really confused about this level of anger and aggression coming from <laughs> from you right now, Bob. I don't understand. Because, like, when you do that, then it puts it back on them. And then everybody's turning to look at them and be like, you know, Bob is being a bit aggressive. <laughs> like, And you're like, oh, my dear. I don't know. I just, do you have any ideas, Bob? No. Okay, so like I was saying, blah, 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 blah. Like, mm-hmm. and going back into what I'm talking about and dealing with. Because, you know, I think we definitely, I think the message has been that, like, we have to, like, take it on the chin. And maybe in future, in previous generations we did. Um, but, you know, at some point we have to be brave enough, courageous enough to be like, nah, like, I'm not going to allow you to um, just talk to me any kind of way or try to sabotage mm-hmm. my career or you know, steal my ideas or mess with my check. Like, yeah, I think, you know, good boundaries at the table is important. Mm-hmm. Like, it, just because you at the table don't mean you at the dinner party. Just because you at the table don't mean you in the circle. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think sometimes people really think... the table. Right. People really think, I'd have made it to the table. I'm their equal. I'm their friend. And then you find out, like, I've heard people talk about, like, when they found out that there were all these, like, secret golf meetings and different <laughs> things that the people were having behind their back. And like, you know what I mean? Like when people want to exclude you, they will. And so don't look for that. Like your tribe doesn't need to be at the table. No. Um, you need to be looking for your tribe. You should already have your tribe. Your tribe should have been the people cheering you on that you mm-hmm. got to the table. Um, but if you don't have a tribe, don't start looking for them at the table. Look for your own people because you're always going to be a little different. That just is what it is. So, yeah. So, in regards to building your own tables, like, when do you think it's time to recognize that I can't work within this system? I need to build my own table. Like, when does that, like, how do you know that? I mean, that just depends if you want a new job or you want to start your own. I just mm-hmm. think when you, actually, um, me and my um, best friend were talking about that today at brunch. We were talking about, because she just started her new job and she's a nurse. But she was saying, I knew it was time to go because I was starting to lose compassion mm. towards this. Because, you know, nurses and therapists, and you end up picking, mm-hmm. like, as you grow, you end up picking more specialties or yes. populations you want. So she realized, I don't, I no longer want to work with this type of population because mm. I'm starting to lose my compassion or, like, my desire to be mm-hmm. here. So I feel like when you start having those little, like, nuances of, I really don't really want to be around you. You know, like, you start saying stuff to yourself, like, you getting agitated or aggravated, or you just feel restless. Yes. I think that's time for something new. Right. Whether it's a new job or you creating your own, I just think you got to start listening because them signs are there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And more than likely, people around you will pick it up, too. Yeah. You realize absolutely. if your mood start changing or if you're doing this, like, if you are very extroverted and, you know, social at the beginning, and then, like, now you'll come in, you'll be like, be like I barely want to tell y'all good morning, mm-hmm. y'all won't sit down and talk to you. So, mm-hmm. I think when it's stuff like that, it's time to go. And then I think timelines in general, mm, I would say, some people stay at jobs forever because they love it. Mm-hmm. I feel like if your money's not increasing yearly, you need to go. Mm-hmm. And I just always feel like there's nothing wrong with once an annual come around, you know, just looking around to see what's out there. It might be something, you you know, fun or exciting. Mm-hmm. Even if you don't go anywhere, I just think you should always be looking in general. Because mm-hmm. you just never know what next position will teach you. Because you should always be learning mm-hmm. for the rest of your life. So Right, right. Yeah. yeah. So I just like, listen to those signs. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. For me, that works. I always know when it's time for me to move. Because I'll 
Mm-hmm. I had that little um, Clayton in my head, like, mm, this person could get it, this person <laughs> could get it. Or it's just like, uh, if I get restless or no longer feel like I'm being challenged, mm-hmm. that's a big thing for me. Like, mm-hmm. I know if I'm not learning anything else, mm-hmm. like, no one else is here can teach me or train me anything that I know that I would use, yeah. it's time for me to go. Gotcha, gotcha. If you're not learning anymore, it's time to go to the next mm-hmm. place. Unless you're happy. Right, right. Yeah. But yeah. I'm one of the people, like, I can't stay stagnant. Mm-hmm. So, like, mm-hmm. once I feel like I, because I'm a sponge. So, if I feel like I've soaked up all this water here mm-hmm. and I can't give anything back, right. it's time for me to go somewhere right. else. So. Yeah. 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 I think that, you know, we definitely get to the point where, for me, kind of like what Earl was saying, like, if I feel like I'm being stifled, mm-hmm. like, if you're trying to box me in, um, and saying, oh, we don't do that here, or that's not how this works, or we're not open to trying to do it differently or be more creative. Like, I struggle with that because I'm like, well, we don't do that here now, but what if we do it and then it's better? Like, I always thought that was weird because I was like, are we just a factory? Like, yeah. <laughs> like, what was the point of you hiring? Because I feel like when you're in interviews, they always ask, what can you bring? Right. Hey, I got this whole list, mm-hmm. but you want to stay with what you already have. Yeah. And clearly you're not reaching, because I feel like you're never not, you're not always reaching your whole target audience. Right. So if I'm bringing an idea that's going to reach this audience, mm-hmm. we need to use it. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> or we need to talk about how we can alter it. You don't have to use mm-hmm. the whole thing, but we need to, if you automatically shut down an idea, we don't need, we don't have nothing exactly. to talk about. We have exactly. nothing to talk about. Right. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know. People can sometimes feel like I fought so hard to get to the table and now I'm just going to walk away from the table. And it's like, yeah, like you've done your part there. Like, you know, everything is time sensitive to some Mm -hmm. degree. I mean, at the end of the day, we all going to die. Like everything is time sensitive. And so you've got to really be clear with yourself about like, what do I want to do with the rest of my time? And if you like, you know, I've been at jobs where I'm like sitting outside Mm. Looking at the job, like Lord, just just in the world right now, like just strike me down, right. Jesus. I don't want to. <laughs> like I just need to leave. Like this isn't okay. I'm not doing my job to the best of my ability. Right. I'm I'm holding somebody else's space because there's somebody who would be grateful to be in this space, and they, oh, and they can have so it. Tense. Yeah. So let me get out of their way, you know. And so, <clears throat> yeah, I think we really have to. To really be aware of that. So, okay. So, final this question is, what do you think about the beauty? And sometimes, because Tyler Perry need to add some more seats to his table. But other folks, like, what do you think about how beautiful it is when we make our own table? Like, when you think of, like, Ryan Coogler and Ava DuVernay and Issa Rae and Kendrick Lamar and Beyonce. Like, you know what I mean? When mm-hmm. we're just, like okay we'll just make our own table like mm-hmm. like what do you think about the beauty of that and again you know we're black so we're talking about black things but i think there are a lot of things nowadays just because of the way technology works and the way that people can communicate with each other on so many different levels like there's so many people from so many different backgrounds building their own tables mm-hmm. and so do you like do you feel like that's the beauty of it and that's the answer? Or will there become a part where we will then again be so segregated? Like, you know what I mean? Like, well, we're not connected anymore at all. Or and is that needed? <clears throat> I don't think there's any beauty in just being segregated. Mm-hmm. I just feel like that <laughs> defeats the purpose of what our ancestors died for. Mm-hmm. If you strictly just want... I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with a... Like, oh, this is targeted towards black people. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, this is... 
But just to, I think if your desire is to be like, I don't want to be around them, I that's not just kind of like, why, what's the point? Mm-hmm. Why do you want to do that? Do you not have any friends? Because I feel like mm-hmm. people don't realize, like, you're like, oh, I don't want nothing for black. But you got a white friend or you got a yeah, Latino friend. Right. So you say you don't want them at your place either? Yeah. So, and I, I just feel like they would just be on, like, islands. Right. And it mm-hmm. is weird because yeah. <laughs> scientifically, in the next few years, most people are going to be biracial. So right. then it's like you're going to end up secluding one side of a person or they feel like, oh, I can't bring my auntie who's mm-hmm. white here, but I'm black or biracial. or So I don't think there's anything wrong with having things, but I don't think that should be the main, like mm-hmm. everything should be right. long term. Yeah. So, yeah. And I think it's okay to have things that are geared towards, but then open to all. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So, like, Black Panther was about black folk. But, it was but everybody, everybody could come see it. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone was invited to enjoy it. Yeah. It's just more about, like, this is our story. Mm-hmm. And we're not going to ag you in just to say that you were added in. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I think that's the part that's the difference of, like, you know, it's geared towards and everyone's yeah. invited. Um, I mean, that's like our show. Right. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. This we show say, is for everybody. It's for everybody. Absolutely. But we are just... We're speaking on our end, exactly. and we're black people. Exactly. So. so, yeah. So, yeah. And I think, you know, being, you know, and but I think also, like, having people recognize that when you're invited, like, it's not necessarily yours to change or judge or, like, do anything different with. So, like... um, you know, y'all know Carter loves Hamilton, right? So we were watching this documentary about Hamilton and this this white like critic or somebody was talking about Lin Manuel Miranda and his whatever he's gonna do next, right? And so Lin Manuel Miranda has done a show called a uh, musical called In the Heights, which was very similar to Hamilton in regards to it had a hip hop feel and a Latino feel because he is a Puerto Rican from New York, right? You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? There were people who looked like him and the people he grew up with, so black and brown people. And then he has Hamilton, which is about these old white people who he has made into black and brown people. Mm-hmm. And it has a hip hop feel. So the guy is on there and he's like, you know, I just love what he's done with the hip hop. But I'm really ready to see what he's got next, because if he's going to make something for me, then mm-hmm. I don't necessarily want the hip hop. And in my mind, I was like, why do you think Lin-Manuel Miranda is making things for you? Like, you are welcome to attend all the things he makes. Mm-hmm. But why would you assume that his next step is going, like, as he levels up, he's going to start making things for you? Because you're not, his, you're not his, um, his people. He's making things for his people, and he's always been very clear about that. And I think that's where it gets problematic. It's like, you are welcome to come into my world, but you not get to change my world once you've been invited in. You know what I mean? Like, mm. like I, we don't need feedback around, now we need more white people in the next Black Panther. <laughs> no, we're going to do it the same way we did it, and you are welcome to buy a ticket. Mm. Like, that's the difference. Like, you know what I mean? Like, that is the difference. You don't get to try to add into other people's experience. You can enjoy their experience for what it is, and then you need to just sit down. Like, yeah, everything isn't yours. I'm going to play devil's advocate. Yes. Okay, go ahead. So one of a white person said that about their films. That's fine. It's a bunch of white people who ain't put us in their films. But you know, like, what they say, oh, well, we invite you all to our films. And I go, and I'm not like, oh, you need to add... 
You know what I mean? Like, I don't think that black people need to, because there have been so many times where they've tried to just have a person of color or just have a, a an LGBT. And I'd be like, we could have so just, we, yeah, we could have just had all white people. Or you could have had someone on your writing stupid. team to right. assist, to make it real life. Right. But you I just want to play devil advocate. Yeah, some I people love it. Well, you say this, yeah. but what about if we did it? But it's also, I guess, a big thing is actual representation. Exactly. Y'all, y'all already got it. This, exactly. Doing this. I've seen many a musical in my life. Earl knows I am about that life. Yo, I was surprised and when we saw Waitress. That's I, I, I know. You were like, is that a big thing? I said, oh. Yeah. Because the movie was, everybody was white. Exactly. So, yeah. And so, you know, but and even in that, I loved the musical all the way. Mm. But, you know, say the black person was definitely the next swinging, sassy ass, thick girl. You know what I mean? Like, you know, there's always going to be that token, you know, situation if we're added in. And so, yeah, don't add me if you're just going to stereotype me. Mm. Like, I'm as well my soul. I'll watch white people do things all day as long as y'all not be. Being, you know, disrespectful. Yeah. So yeah. So I'm I'm good with that. You know, I'm not, I love country music, and I'm not like, where are the black people in the country music? When you write a country music song for me, I want the beat to drop. That's crazy. I, that's it. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that, Earl. It was crazy. If he's writing it for me, well, he not though. Like, what about him makes you think he's writing it That's for you? so narcissistic. Exactly. Exactly. So mm-hmm. check yourself at the door. You know what I mean? Um, and just move. Because I've heard people say that about things that are for, like, the LGBT population. There was, like, there was no, like, man, woman. I was, like, because it's, it's, it's all gay geared people. towards. I was, like, everybody's <laughs> queer at all. I'm but confused. that's because I'm confused about why you're looking movies, for that. There's no there is right. You've already had and your if there is one person in they there, are they super stereotypical, have, or they don't even have a partner. They don't have right. they don't have any character. They are always single. They're the friend. You're They're right. the supportive friend you're that right. gives a little funny drop a right a dab of funny here and there. And exactly. Then you never see any character development. Or <laughs> if they do, they pop up randomly at the end of the movie. Oh, this is my partner. Exactly. Like on Beauty and the Beast. Movie where that yeah. Just and then it just goes dancing, And they're like, we're just not going to do it. like, what happened Okay. Here? And then movie all goes right. off credits. Exactly. So yeah. So I think so I think that's another thing that folks have to own is that people have started building their own seats at, own, at their own tables because they have not been allowed mm-hmm. A seat at yours. And not just a seat, but a real voice at your table. Right. So now that I've built my own table, don't get mad that I built my own table. Because mm-hmm. I tried to sit at your table and you gave me your ass to kiss. So I went away. I gave you what you wanted. But don't get mad when I'm over here doing great things mm-hmm. at my own table. Thanks. So, yeah. All right, guys. Well, we have a update to our letter. Oh, true facts. Yes, and we're going to chat about that, and then we'll do a letter as well. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I know. I figured you would make one out of those. I was say, that might be questions. the letter. <laughs> this, this up, up thing. Up thing. Mm. All right, you guys. So, here's an update from our friend who was dealing with the uh, guy, if you remember... She had the relationship with a guy where they weren't really hanging out as much mm-hmm. and she was doing most of the driving. So her update is, hey guys, so I just wanted to thank you for taking the time out to read my long email. I wish it would have came out a little earlier so I could have actually used the wonderful advice you guys offered, but I will apply it to the next person. 
After hearing you guys read the email, I noticed I missed a lot of key information. Me and the guy do not talk anymore due to the lack of effort and disrespect. I failed to mention he's in a fraternity and that plays a huge role in this situation. Whenever I did go to his house, his frat brothers would always be there and I noticed he acts different, differently towards me in front of them. When I would ask him if he could go on dates, he would say yes, but then somehow become too busy. But would go out with his frat brothers and ask me if I want to meet up with them, which I typically said no to. The thing is, we can hang out whenever, as long as I'm driving his house, and it's when I asked him to drive over to my place or want to go on a date, that's when he's too busy. So I decided I was over his crap and I was done, but I still had things at his place, which this is when it gets tricky, y'all. So I went over there just to get my things before I was going to end it, but we end up hanging out, which was going good at first. He tells me how this would be the last time I'll have to drive to his place because I was right about me doing all the driving. But next thing you know, his frat brothers come over like they always do, and he switched his whole personality into this, I'm the man, and started acting totally funny towards me. So I decided to leave, and when I stood up, he says, where the fuck do you think you're going? Pause for the calls right there, y'all. Right there. Right there. Period. I'm gone. Um, But I'm going to continue. I don't make scenes in public, so as annoyed as I was, I said I'm going home. He pulls my pulls me by my arm where I was sitting, and my dress flew up. I said, don't do that. I have a dress on. And this man had the nerve to say, put on a show for us. This isn't the first time he said this type of things to humiliate me in front of people. So I, I smiled. I got up and said bye to the guys and walked towards the front door, which he followed. He kissed me and said goodbye. I replied with, don't call me anymore, and walked out. He calls me once I get into my car, and I went off on him, as you should have, and hung up in his face. It's really sad because things are great when it's just us, but when his friends come around, he starts acting different, like he has something to prove to them. Not to mention his ex did cheat on him with one of his frat brothers. And to answer Courtney's question, yes, he told me that I was the only girl he was talking to at the time. No, I don't expect you guys to read this entire email in the podcast, but I hopefully you can summarize it because I can't help but girl, no, I read this whole thing, sis. <laughs> now, I'm not going to read the text messages because he's trash. Complete and total. Um... He's garbage. I can't stand somebody that has to switch up when they get in front of people. I don't get it. I'm not a fan. I feel like that's actually kind of fake and you insecure when you have to switch up your whole personality in front of people. Right. Now, you might adapt to the scene, but for you to switch all the way up and put on this boisterous, I'm the man persona, like, piss off. I'm not a fan. And, girl, I'm so glad you dipped out on him. He's garbage times two. Period. Right. Um, wow. Yeah, that was a lot of information. I'm glad you got up out of there. Um, yeah, I don't, I, I don't know. I'm struggling. I struggled. Like the first time we read it, I struggled. I'm struggling yet again because this is a grown ass man. So the fact that you are swayed by your frat brothers is concerning. Number one. Number two, like... I don't know. Like, who who make what makes you think saying that to somebody is going to be received in any other way other than let me cuss you out and never talk to you again? And I don't even think you, a kid, you thought you was playing. Like, yeah, like, I ain't some things me. aren't jokes anymore. Like, some things, some jokes we grow out of. Like, some things that may be something you could have got away with in high school, middle school, college even, you can't get away with in your 20s. Like, you just know better. So, um, yeah, like that's just not how it works. 
So, um, yeah, I'm glad you got out of that anonymous and you have good things um, on the horizon. Take some time to look at, you know, what you've learned from the situation and what your expectations will be the next time and then move the hell on. Don't ever talk to this dude again because he going to come back through. At some point, as people tend to do, and be like, "I'm so sorry." And it's gonna be like the most inconvenient time when you like feel like you're done, and then you're gonna try to sneak in like a snake. And so, but go ahead, girl, and put down your mothballs. Right. Um, we can go ahead and defer him somewhere. All right, you guys. So here's the next question today, which actually relates to what we already talked about. So that makes it work. So the question reads, hey, you guys, so I'm kind of in a situation right now at work. I love the people I work with, but I'm just no longer feeling fed. I'm tired of just constantly coming and doing the same routine and really just not being able to set my own rules. But the big problem is I have one, no idea how to start up a business. And two, I'm afraid I won't succeed. Can you all help, please, ASAP? I need a new space. (laughs) All right, anonymous. So, um so I've had my own practice part-time for ooh, like 5 years now. Good god, honey. <laughs> um and you know, we're not sure what your business is, but I think there's a couple of things <clears throat> that you need to look into. First off, um I think you need to look at what your business is. Do you have a business plan? Do you have people around you who you can run that by, who can really help you like flesh it out and make sure that it's, you know, on the right track. It's really honest about like to, to who you are and what you want to do. Um, and then you need to look at like, is someone else doing that already in your area? And I don't believe there's anything wrong with a little competition. There's a lot of private practices in Charlotte. You know what I mean? So you can have more than one. I think options are actually a good thing when it comes to businesses, but you got to know what your competition is out here doing and what Mm -hmm. it looks like. You know what I mean? And maybe there's things that they're doing well that and maybe y'all could even partner together um or maybe you could talk to them and they can be like this ain't what you want sis like you could actually have my business like Mm -hmm. you know i mean i think just being aware of what's in your current market um after that i think it's getting really clear about your financials how much money do you need to start this business and i think having a little bit of savings around okay i'm about to launch this like is there any way for you to do the business like start it while you're still doing your job that's funny on the way here, mm-hmm. on my four-hour drive, you guys, I did a lot of thinking. <laughs> I was thinking about, um, like, how people have these side, like, their dreams. Mm-hmm. And, like, how I so get you wanting to start your dream. But I feel like you cannot have a side hustle if you don't have a main hustle. Right. So, I feel like you can't be like, oh, I'm about to go start these side hustles if you don't have that main income coming. Because mm-hmm. that side hustle requires money. Absolutely. So, if you don't have a source of income, you cannot feed your dreams. And, yes, it might be a job you hate. But if that thing paying mm-hmm. to get mm-hmm. that side dream up to the point where then your side dream becomes your main thing mm-hmm. you got it's startup y'all that's the key word is startup absolutely so a startup is not overnight right and it's not gonna be quick absolutely yeah like you said you what five years five years, years absolutely so yeah and she's and still growing and still, she's, yeah i'm yeah. still growing and i still go to another job right and get a full-time check because yeah so definitely realize like it's not over now some people it, it is overnight that's mm-hmm. my chance but, but i don't even think those are really overnight because when you hear their story they they're like, like i've been doing this for 10 well, years yeah. y'all so, can seek me 
and you saw the, glow, the big part. Right. But the you didn't see that behind quick. the scenes. But work. the behind the scenes has been 10, 12 years. So it's, yeah, it's <laughs> so, yeah. not a. Yeah, so there's that piece. Yeah. And then I think, you know, after that, looking at how to do things creatively. Like, do you need your own space? Can you share a space? Again, are there there people you want to partner with? Um, And setting your intentions for your business. Um, But I think most importantly, figuring out your streams of income and really getting clear about how much money you already have and what you're doing with it. Mm -hmm. Like, if you're starting a company, you can't be out here buying bags and shoes and, you know, living the life that you once lived. And it's going to be really hard work. Like, you know, I'm somebody who believes in rest i'm not a believer of sleep till you dead you know i'll sleep when i'm dead but i am someone who recognizes that for a while you're gonna have to do sleep less you're gonna have to rest less you're gonna have to play less so that you have time to build this business this is something just like you go to work every day you need to touch your business in some way shape or form every single day Mm -hmm. um and make sure you're giving it the time and attention it needs for you to nurture it and grow so um we hope that is helpful anonymous um And now we're going to take a quick break and we'll be back for That's Not a Thing. Um, that's not a thing. All right. Do you have a That's Not a Thing today, Earl? Uh, (laughs) DMs are not a thing. DMs are (laughs) not a thing. What are DMs a thing? Like, what? Oh, my God. You know, no, no, no. Correction, correction. DMs are a thing. Via way you approach mm, via DM true. needs to be correct right. or it cannot be a thing. That's what's not a thing. DMs are fine. Because mm-hmm. I've seen people's relationship. Hey, I know somebody that's married with a baby now and it Off all stemmed from a DM nice. years ago. All right. So no, DMs are a thing. Lord. But don't come in the DMs Stupid. with the bush. True. Period. True. Please don't come in the DM with the hey. Like, I don't know you. Like, we can't start a conversation with, hey. And the people I do know, Earl has never sent me a text that just said, hey. hey. Like, he's he's never done that. It might that. be, hey. So, da, 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 Exactly. Give me somebody. Yeah. And so, you think you stranger? Because if Earl sent me a text, hey, I'd be like, hey. What's you know what I mean? Like, we keep conversing. <laughs> you send me a text that, hey, I'm going to block you because you stupid. You don't know me? Why are you sending me a text? Hey, or morning. Or even like, hey, beautiful. Nigga, you don't know me. You don't know me. Get away from me. Get away from me with this apology. Get away from me. So, yeah, that whole, ugh, DMs. Gosh. It's so weird. And they're so disrespectful and like the penis pics and all of the, like, who in their right mind is like, I'm going to show this stranger a picture of my genitals, and that's how we're going to get together. Like, that's what's going to work <laughs> to make us a thing. Hmm. I, yeah. Okay. Oh, All yes. right. Um, uh, I have a that's not a thing. My that's not a thing is I get <laughs> to set boundaries with you. You getting... Well, you can get upset about my boundaries, but you trying to make me not set a boundary with you is not a thing. So just last week, I had to set a boundary um, about with my like with me personally and with something around my child. And both times people were in their feelings Mm -hmm. because I'm saying, hey, I don't like the way that makes me feel. Please don't do that again. Well, I just would never. But okay, here's the thing. I've already told you it's not okay. 
Don't do it again. There's not a discussion to be had. Even if I think people get all like, well, that was never my intention. Your intentions are irrelevant if someone is telling you what you did or said was hurtful to them. I don't need to Like, (laughs) Like, how you gonna argue with me about how you making me feel? Just don't do this shit. Just don't do it again. (laughs) Please. Please. It's not a freaking argument. Because I don't want to go there. So yeah, that boggled my mind. And I was like, you know, folks like, I'm done. Okay, I'm done too, because my boundary's not gonna shift. Turns out I'm still gonna be like, yeah, that's not okay. So if you can't accept my boundary, then kick rocks and I will pay you dust. Because guess what? I didn't really like you anyway. Okay. Oh, I can't do it. I can't do it. Thank you. Thank you. I can't do it. But damn it that <laughs> so yeah um yeah so that that's it that's not a thing if someone sets boundaries with you accept that that is their boundary and get over yourself mm-hmm. thanks all right guys so for our resources today um we have a couple of books that i'm really enjoying um like i said earlier it's really important to make sure that you're dealing with your stuff so that that does not hinder your ability to move forward and grow and so I have a book that I'm, um, I just recently purchased called Getting Past Your Past. Take control of your life with self-help techniques from EMDR therapy. So EMDR stands for Eye Movement Desensitization and Reprocessing. It's a way of connecting the right and left brain in order to process past traumas differently. Um, and so there are some techniques in this book that EMDR is something that you would have done by a professional who's certified in EMDR, but there are some right brain, left brain techniques that you could use at home that could be really helpful. So that's what this book talks about. If you need full on EMDR therapy, then you'll have to look that up um, because that's not something you could do for yourself. No. No. <clears throat> and then also the business model generation um, written by Alexander Osterwalder and Eves. Pignor? I don't know. I'm sorry. I don't know how to say your name, sir. Mm-hmm. Um, but basically, this is a handbook uh, for visionaries and game changers. And it's really, really creative, interactive ways to start developing your business model. And it's a book that I'm using even for my own practice. Um, so if you decided you are no longer wanting to sit at the table, and you want to build your own table, this is a good way to get started. Um, so those links are going to be in the description below. All right, and our quote today is, Successful people maintain a positive focus in life no matter what is going on around them. They stay focused on their past successes rather than their past failures and on the next action steps they need to take to get them closer to the fulfillment of their goals rather than all the distractions that life presents to them. Right. So block out these haters and keep moving forward. Right. I like it. Absolutely. All right, guys. Well, that's another episode of Hats Off Podcast. Um, Please check us out on all the things. Like, share, subscribe, review. We are loving all the new reviews and listeners and all of that. Keep it up. Keep talking to us. Comment on Instagram. Hit us up on Twitter and Facebook. We love it. We love it. We love it. Um, You can find us on Instagram at Hats Off Podcast CLT. And then you can find us on uh, Facebook and Twitter at Hats Off Podcast. Follow our individual pages. My Instagram is easy.ecm. That's E-A-Z-Y period E-C-M. 
I am Courtney Leak LCSW on Instagram and Facebook, and then Courtney LCSW on Twitter. Also, send us questions for the question of the day segment at hatsoffpodcast at gmail.com. And additionally, our social media kit is linked below. Check it out. Book us, book us, book us. All right, guys. Well, until next time, be you. Be true. Hats, Hats off. off. Hats off is brought to you by Earl Martin and my mommy, Courtney Lee. And I'm Carter. <laughs>